We're on to the next Pasuk. We're holding Pasuk Gimel. We're on to the next word in the Pasuk. So we darshin. You're not let a shecht a different animal with it. We just mentioned that on Membez Membez, that you have to shecht only one animal at a time. Then the Pasuk says, Lefanov. What does the word Lefanov mean? So this we all know, Baruch Hashem, because we learned it on Membez Membez. Actually, we learned it on Membez Ahmed Aleph. Lerav According to Rav, the reason why it says Lefanov is that you're not a Messiah Das. Lishmuel, Shezar Shaychet, Ve'alazaraya. According to Shmuel, you learn out of him here that it could be a Zar Shechting and a Lazar is looking at it. So even though till now there was a halacha of a, you gave it to a Lazar to take it out, but here we switch to a Zar according to Shmuel, according to Rav, it's still a kain. according to Shmuel, and it could be a Zar. That's the next line in the Pasuk, Lefanov. Velokach, Pasuk Dal, Velokach, Halazar Akain. So we dash in Velokach, Halazar Akain, we dumb about its boy. So Lishmuel, according to Shmuel, why does it stress Elazar, Leahadure, Elazar, to tell you that this has to be done by Elazar? The Kabbalah Saddam, Velokach means Kabbalah Saddam. The Kabbalah Saddam has to be done by a kind, even though the Shechita can be done by a Zar, according to Shmuel. But the Kabbalah has to, we, we switch it back to Elazar. That's what it tell you, the stresses, Velokach, Halazar Akain, to tell you, go back to the Kain. Rav, so why does it stress Allah? If Rav says the whole time it's Allah doing it, right? Rav was the sheet that holds you need a kain the whole time. So why does the Torah have to say Allah? Have a miat achar miat ve miat achar miat alal rabbis da filu kain head. It's fascinating. You have two miutim. Number one, it says it has to be Allah. Now the Torah repeats it has to be Allah to tell you if I cared, it could even be a kain hadith to tell you the Kabbalah can even be done by a kain hadith. That is how Rav darshins the Pasuk. Next word on the Pasuk. Velokach Hakoyim. We're skipping, uh, we're skipping a few Psokim. We're skipping Pasuk A. And we go Velokach Pasuk Vav. Velokach Hakoyim eats Erez. Ve'ezei Vishnitelah. So Torah stresses again that it has to be Hakoyim. Well, the Shmuel that, that said before, we're talking to Elazar. So here he darshins. Da'afilu B'Kayin Hedit. Shmuel says that the eats Erez, Ve'ezei Vishnitelah could even be done by regular Kayin. The Rav, so Rav already says we're talking about a Kayin Hedit. So why does the Torah have to say Kayin? It's Terech. You would think that is not to go for the para. Maybe you shouldn't need a kain at all. Maybe you shouldn't need the Shia and Ruvain. All of us can do it. Maybe. No, it's got to be Dafka Kayan. And that's why the Torah stresses Ha Kayan. Vichibes begod of Hakayan, Pasuk Zion. Vichibes begod of Hakayan, an amazing thing. Does the Kayan have to wear big day kahuna when he is doing the Paya Aduma? It doesn't say in the Pasuk if he has to wear it or not. It does say in the Pasuk. How does it say it in the Pasuk? Vichibes begod of Hakayan, bikihunai. He has to be bikihunai, which means he has to be wearing his big day kahuna. This exists a Kasev that the Kayan has to wear big day kahuna when he does the Para Aduma. No, so we said Para Aduma is not a Vaidu, it's Kachi by the Kabais. So really, you shouldn't need Big Dekuna. It's a special Zasakasa, you need Big Dekuna. Which is interesting because we said Marius Nagan, we compared Para Aduma to Marius Nagan. Marius Nagan doesn't need Big Dekuna. It's a special Zasakasa that the Para Aduma needs Big Dekuna. And we saw that why does the Torah repeat the to tell you that you need he has to wear his big day kuna not only then even in later generations even today when we're going to bring a paraduma also he's going to have to wear his big day kuna 
If you hold the, like the Gemara men base on the base that a coin headed could do it, so you need exeris akasev that he has to wear his bidei kuna. But if you're going to say that today's paraduma is going to have to be done with a kain gadol, hash the kain gadol beinan pikihune mibaye. If you need a kain gadol for sure, you need big day kuna. If you need a madrig of kain gadol, obviously you need big day kuna. So the chaya hash the so the chaya. There's no you don't need a pasuk to tell you you need pikihune. Sentimer and mil sadasi bikavuchaymer tarech v'kasev lakras. Sometimes you have a halacha that you technically could learn out of a kavuchaymer, but the tayer decides to write a pasuk anyway. Even though technically you can learn out of a kavachimer. Now we're going by Pasuk Tes. We're skipping a Pasuk. And we're going Pasuk Tes. He gathers up as Efer Hapara Vihiniach. He gathers it up. Vihiniach. He puts it Michutz Lamachana. What does it mean? Ish Lahachshiras Hazar. Hazar can gather up the Efer Hapara. Tahar. What does it say? Tahar. Lahachshiras Isha. Then an Isha. Could gather up the affair of a paraduma. Vihiniach, why did it say hiniach? Me sheyesh by das laniach. It has to be someone sheyesh by das. Yotzu cher shayt vikaton. Shein bam das laniach. They don't have das to be miniach. And a male cher shayt vikaton is not kosher for this halacha because it says vihiniach. Tanan Hasam, the Mishnah says in Mesechus Parah, Hakog Shem Lakadish, everyone is kosher to do Kiddush, Chutz to be Mikadish, to put the Efer into the Mayim, Chutz mi Chereshait Vikaton, besides for Chereshait Vikaton, they can't do it. Rabbi Yehuda Machshi Vikaton, Rabbi Yehuda says a cotton is kosher, Bupaisa, Beisha, Vandragonis, he says a Isha's puzzle, and Andragonis, who's a Suffolk Isha, is also a puzzle. So the Tanakama holds a cotton's puzzle, Rabbi Yehuda holds a cotton's kosher, and Isha's puzzle. My time of the Rabbanan, where the Rabbanan get this. To how do they know that a cotton is possible? They should take from the Afar Sefer and then Vinasno Alav, Mayim Chaim Al Kelly. They should put it into the, into the water, they should be Mikadish. So we darshan Hanuk, the Pasle Chaba Asifa, the people that were possible to do Asifa, which we said before was a Zar, was a was a Katan, Pasle Chaba Kiddush. Bekiddush, they're also possible to be Mikadish. Vahani the Achshu Lechaba Asifa, people that were Kashab Asifa, and Isha, and Isha is allowed to gather up to Afer. Achshu Lach Bekiddush, so they're also Kashab Bekiddush. So the Chum learned that Kiddush and Asifa had the same halachis, and Amela it's Pasal be Katan, and it's Kasher be Isha. Rabbi Yehuda, in Kavilokach, the Pasuk should just say Vilokach, my Vilokhu. Why does it say a plural lotion? Tadashin da filu katan de pasl chahasam hacha kasher. The Pasuk, even though we pasl the katan to gather up the affair, but to make the water a katan is kasher, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Isha Menale. How do you know that an Isha is puzzle? Vinosan, Viloy Vinosna. The Pasik says Vinosan. The Pasik doesn't say Vinosna. So it has to be the condition. That's an amazing thing. If someone asks you a riddle, what is a cotton kosher for? And an Isha is not. Is there any halacha in Shas that a cotton is kosher and an Isha is not? Not such a common thing to find that a cotton should be kosher and an isha not. And the halacha is for Kiddush Hamayim, according to Abihuda Shita, a cotton is kosher and an isha is not. An amazing thing. Zog to Gemara for Abanan. So Abanan explained the Joshua X. Katsvachman of Elokach Venasan. If we would say a, a, a singular Lashen, Hava Minad the Shokel Chad, Vyav Chad, you would think you need one person to take it, one person to put it into the water. 
to tell you plural doesn't have to be dafka one person. If we would say both plural, have Amina the Shakli tray, Viyavi tray, you would think you need dafka too. The reason why it says is to tell you it could even be two and then the other one could be one. That's why it says Venosa. Nothing to do with a cotton and a male. That's what they're about to hold that a cotton is going to be puzzle and a isha is going to be kosher. Yeah. That the Gemara thought that. You would think that, but that's Torah's trust. You know, it could even be anybody. It could be anybody doing that. There's no halach it has to be dafka one person or dafka two people. Because the Torah switches, it could be either one. Now we're talking about spritzing the water on the tame. We're going after you already made it. Right after Shani. It has to be an ish that, that, that sprinkles the water on the, on the tame. That says ish. Tahar lahachshir es hakatan. So here you see another example of a katan being more chashiv, so to speak. That not more chashiv, but like upon him has different halachas than an isha. A katan is allowed to be to be uh, to be mazadamayim, and isha is not. By the way, the read what's the pshat? You never find the kol tarikul and isha is yesh beidas. What's the pshat? Manashach. Whenever you need an ish, you need a gadol. So says this is not a din an ish. It's a din in Zachar versus Nekeva. Right? Whenever you need a gadol, you need a gadol. Some halachas an isha can't do. There's plenty of halachas that an isha can't do, but a cotton can't do it either because he's not an ish. But here you see it's a din in Zachar as opposed to Nekeva. A four-year-old child can do it, but a seventy-year-old baba who's giving shiurim can't do it. You know what the pshat is? Because para aduma came from Misa. Who was Geir Misa Lo'elam? Was Chava. Was the Nashim with Geir Misa Lo'elam? That's the reason why many halachas by Paraduma have halachas that an Isha cannot participate. But a Katan, it's not a Dinan Ish. You don't need das. It's just a heck. It has to be a Zachar. It can't be an Isha. An amazing thing. I don't, I don't believe, I don't remember any other place. We'll have to look around. I don't remember another place that a Katan, so to speak, has a bigger Din than an Isha. It's an amazing, amazing concept. And we hear everybody, I mean, over here, the Chamho like this, not just a Yudah. Chamho like that. Ulu Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Fakat, Ish v'lai katan, Tohar l'achshar es ha'isha. Rabbi Yehuda goes the other way. He says, to spritz the mayim, can't be a katan, but an isha can do it. Everybody's allowed to do hazach, chutz mi tumtum, v'androgynes, v'isha, v'isha. Can't be a tumtum, androgynes, those are suffolk isha, and an isha, v'katan, she'ein ba'idas, that's most gears, a katan doesn't have das, isha misayasa yomaza, and isha can help him do the hazah, but she can't actually do the hazah. She could hold on to his hand. It's a big discussion exactly how she participates, but she could hold on to his hand, but she's not actually doing the hazah because she's puzzled to do hazah. This is like the Chacham Shita. Why doesn't Rabbi Yehuda say something? You have a mission over here, and the mission says that an Isha is puzzled and a cotton is kosher. Why doesn't Rabbi Yehuda say boo? Why does he leave it? Why does he let it fly? Since we said before, Amen Beis, Amen Beis. Since Mar said that mashma meitzim yad mashma umashma meila. Since we said in the beginning of the sugi, that's we started this whole sugi. Since Mar said that mashma meitzim yad mashma umashma meila. Since we say obviously the drushes sometimes the pasuk two is exclu- is coming away from pasuk one and sometimes pasuk two is agreeing with pasuk one. Since Mar said that concept, Pollock uh, obviously Rabbi Yehuda disagrees and Amela obviously you can't say that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't disagree and Amela will forced to agree that Abihuda is going to disagree in the Mishnah, even though he doesn't actually disagree. 
So I take a Maya. Omar, I skipped the line. No, one more pasuk. Vihizer hatar ala tamei. The pasuk says the tar has to be maza on the tamei. Tahar mechlal shehu tamei. The pasuk calls him a tar, which sounds like he's someone that still has a little bit of tamei on him. He just, so to speak, he just crossed the finish line. He just has a shtikel tahara, but he's not completely tar. This halacha we had in the beginning of Masechah Yuma. Limed al tvoyim shekasher bepara. You see, from here, one of the most important concepts in paradu. That a tvulyai, meaning the tavbeis and brachas, person was tevel, he didn't have hair of shemesh, so he's not allowed to eat shuma, he's not going to the base of mikdash, but he is allowed to be maza the mayim aparaduma, even though he's a tvulyai. And we learn out of this pasuk, v'hiza atar al tamei, that a tvulyai is kasher bepara. When Abiyachan Vishlakish used to learn Mesechis Paya, they wouldn't take out of the Mesechta. Only the amount that a fax takes when he walks through a plowed field. Because Paradum is a very difficult thing to understand. And a fox, when he walks through a plowed field, a little bit of, uh, of the dirt gets stuck to his feet. So whatever he brings out, that's how much they took out from Paraduma. What did they what, what was the cloud that they said? This concept that we just learned the whole Gemara, this is what they came out from Paraduma. You have to read the Psukim and figure out some Psukim don't stim with the Pasuk before, and some Psukim are a continuation from the Pasuk before, like we said before, Abihuda Darbanan, all different examples of this concept. That's what they came out when they learned Meseches Paraduma. Tani Tana Kamei De Abyechanan Atana Sat in front of Abyechanan Kol Ashchitos Kshereis Bizar Chutz Mishal Para Atana Sat in front of Abyechanan All Shchitos are kosher and azar besides the Para Duma like Rav Shita Amalei Abyechanan Poik Tani Libra Abyechanan said Go say your ta- your 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 braces outside Don't give me these drushes in the base Medish Lai Matzino Shchita Bizar Psula There is no such thing. As shchita being possible bizarre, Habiechan disagrees, and he holds Pashchita Paraduma is kosher bizarre. So you have Machlaikis Amirab. Rav holds its possible, and Shmuel and Abiechan, who are contemporaries of Rav, hold its kosher. <coughs> not only did not listen to this Tana, the Tana told him over a Brisa, that he told him over a Din, that a Kazar is possible for Para, Abiechan not only did not listen to him, Rabbi Yechon did not even listen to his Rabbi. Rabbi Yechon did not even listen to his Rabbi. The Shechita of a par, a paraduma, with a Zar is possible. The Ani Aimeh, the Rabbi Yechon talking, I say it's Kosh Kshera, Leimatzino, Shechita, Chepsula Bazar. We don't find such a concept that Shechita should be possible Bazar. That's Rabbi Yechon and Shechita. And this, this uh, finishes up the Alachas. Pay attention when Mashiach comes, don't, don't shy away. You know the halachas very clear. He came back, he came to his par a second time to do the vidui for the second time. The first vidui he just was misvada for himself and for his house, for his family. Why by the second vidui did he say, The Gemara says an amazing concept. This is the proper way 
to the Midas Hadin. This is the proper way to be Mechaper on somebody. Mutav Yavai Zakai, Vichaper Alachayev, Vial Yavai Chayev, Vichaper Alachayev. It makes sense that a person should be a Zakai, meaning he should be Misvada for himself, and then he'll be Mechaper on a Chayev, and he shouldn't be a Chayev and be Mechaper on a Chayev. So, Mela, first, we tell him to do Vidi. Once you do Vidi, you get a Kapoya, and a Mela, after you get a Kapoya, the Alach is then you can go ahead and be Mechaper on the rest of Klai Yisrael. But before you're mechaper for yourself, there's no concept of being mechaper for the rest of Klai. So we don't need you to do that. And the reason is because you first have to be a zakai before you make a kapoya for the rest of Klai. So. He shechted the animal, the par, and he was mikabel the dam in a mizrak. A mizrak is the container that used to hold the dam. Now the problem was that the dam wasn't mizrak right away. So if a dam is not going to be mizrak right away, what happens when you leave a container of dam in a, in a kli and you leave it for a long time? It congeals and then you can't be zerikin anymore. It becomes thick. So what did they used to do? They would give it to a person that would mix the blood. The person's job was just to sit there and mix the blood. On the fourth row of the tiles of the Heichal, the Beis HaMikdash was, was plated with tiles on the fourth, made out of marble. On the fourth row in the Heichal, that's where this individual stood. And his job was to mix the dam, in order that the dam should not congeal. And what did he do in between? So he shechted the par, and then he moved on to the different avayda before he did any of the zrikas. He took a pan, he went up to the top of his he pushed away the coals, he took from the innermost coals, again we're talking about Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur now play with fire, but the halach is because it was karbonus, it was katayrus, so mele he took from the innermost coals, <coughs> he went off to Mizbeach, v'hiniach, ala reived haravi, shebi azara, he put it on the fourth row, that's in the azara, that's where he left this pan, because he didn't go in right away, again the, the, the avaydas were done in steps, so first he took the coals, then he left it over there. Every day he would shovel from the Mizbeach with a silver clee, and then he would push, then he would, uh, um, he would uh, pour the coals in a golden clee. And the reason for that was because they don't. Want, if you would take a golden pan and you would shovel the, the coals, well, what's going to happen is you're going to ruin the gold. Gold is very delicate. So we don't want a person to ruin his gold. So we're going to see in the Gemara. So he used to take a silver clee and they would pour it into the gold clee. We're holding Mem Gimel and Beis in the Mishnah. Today he would take, he would shovel with a golden kli, and then he would walk directly into the Kodesh HaKadoshim with his golden kli. Why did he do that? Because the Kodesh was very weak. We didn't want to make things too complicated for him. So Mela, we used to set up as easy as possible. We used to set up that he could shovel and then immediately walk right in. Huh? And this is all Yom Kippur. We're going to discuss the differences between Yom Kippur and the rest of the year. Hayyam, Hayyam is Yom Kippur. Hayyam is always Yom Kippur. That's called Yuma. Hayyam is always Yom Kippur. Bechal Yom Chayta Bishel Abba's cabin. Every day he would shovel with a pan that had 
four, that, that held four kavim. He would pour into a, a pan that had three kavim. Now again, the cheshm was, we're talking about we're talking about every day, they used to also bring ketayers. Right? Every day, it's a very fundamental difference. It's very important to keep in mind. There's a very fundamental difference between the ketayers that came on Yom Kippur and the ketayers that came on every day. Every day, the ketayers was brought on the Mizbeach HaPnimi. On Yom Kippur, the Ketayr, there was no Mizbech in the Kedush HaKadoshim. The Ketayrus was brought on the pan. You used to bring a pan. You would put the pan in the Kedush HaKadoshim on the floor, we'll see. And they used to immaculate the Ketayrus in the pan on the floor. So Mela, now we're discussing the difference between the regular Ketayrus and the Ketayrus of Yom Kippur. Now, there's another interesting thing, because on Yom Kippur, they also brought the regular Ketayrus. Right? They, didn't, they brought the Ketayrus in the Kedush HaKadoshim, but they also brought the regular Ketayrus. So this Mishnah Lechaira is discussing all Ketayrus that was brought on Yom Kippur Lechaira because the point was that the Kangada was weak. So we're not differentiating between, between the Ketayrus of the Kedush HaKadashim and the Ketayrus that was brought on the Mizbech Hazav. Because on Yom Kippur they also brought Ketayrus on the Mizbech Hazav. We're differentiating between the Ketayrus that was brought on Yom Kippur and the Ketayrus that was brought the rest of the year because on Yom Kippur the Kangada was weak and Amela we wanted to make it as easy as we can for him so therefore we made it lit as least avoidus as possible, as least steps as possible. So usually he would take a four kav pan, pour it into a three kav. The hayyim today chayta b'shalishus kavim uba hayyamachnis today he would put he would shovel with a three kav pan and walk directly right in with his three kav pan. Rabbi Yisiyaimer, Rabbi Yisiy disagrees. B'chayim chayta b'shal saw every day he would shovel with a saw. A saw is six kavim u'ma'ara b'seich shalishus kavim and he would pour into a three Kav container. So now, really, if you look, if you made the cheshbon according to the Tanakhama, one kav would spill over. He would take a four kav, pour it into a three kav. So one kav of coals would spill over. And according to Abiyasi, three kavim of coals every day would spill over onto the floor. And we're going to see what they did with it. But they, there was oh, there was four kav, three kavim of coals that fell on the floor every day. The hayayim chayta bishleishes kavim. Today he shoveled with a three kav ubahi He would walk right in with it. Every day the pan was heavy that it should be able it shouldn't get ruined with the coat when you shovel out the coals it has to be sturdy. kala today on Yom Kippur we want to make it as easy as we can. It was very thin. It was thin gold. Every day it had a short handle. Today it had a longer handle that he should be able to support it with his arm. He shouldn't have to just hold it with his hand. He should be able to support it with his arm. That's why it had a long handle. It's actually interesting, a scientific fact. A person has more power in his hand, in his arms than in his hands. That's when you do hagba. If you want to be able to make it have it easier, when you pull the sefer off the bima and you go like that, you're able to take the kayach from your arms. So your hands, are, the main function of your hands is to move things, not to hold things. When you, zroya, when you want to talk about the Brennish Shlom's might, you talk about zroya natuya. Zroya is not a hand. Zroya is an arm. The arm has muscles. The arm is much stronger. So Mel, if you want the Kangal to be able to carry his pan, they used to make a long handle. You should be able to support it with his zroya. And Mel, that's the reason why it was longer on Yom Kippur. Every day it had green, the gold had a green tinge to it. 
Edoim, and today the gold had a red tinge. Divi Rabbanachim, that's what Rabbanachim says. Bechol Yemakriv, Pras Bishachris, or Fras Ben Harabayim. Every day they used to bring half of a mona in the morning and half of a mona of Keteris in the afternoon. For those that say Keteris, they'll know this very, very, very famous concept. Vehayim, Moisif Molay Chafnov, Teranyim Kippur. He added an addition to the regular Keteris which came on the Mizbech Apnimi. Today he added Molay Chafnov, which means two handfuls, a full, like a full handful of Keteris, both hands together. Bechalyim Haisadaka, every day the Keteris was very fine, very thin. Vehayim Daka, Minadaka, Anim Kippur. The Gemara learns out of a Pasuk that the Keteris was very, very, very thin. When a Kayan had to go up to do Avaida, they didn't invite you to walk right up and walk right down. What the Kayan would do is he would walk up the side of the Kevish, up the Mizrach side, right? The Kevish, we said, the Mizbech was uh, where the way I'm facing is the way the Beis Amikdash was. So the Kedush HaKadoshim was this way. The entrance to the, to the Beis Amikdash was, was behind me. And the Mizbech ran like this. So when you would walk up the Mizbech, you walked up going from south to north. Is north, is south. You would walk up going from south to north. You would walk up on the east side of the Mizbech. So basically you would turn to your right, go up on the east side, walk around the Mizbech, and come down on the west side. That's the way the Kayanim used to walk up on the Mizbech. They would go up on the east. They would go down on the west. Today, the Kayangada went up and down to show the Chavivas of Klai Yisrael, like we spoke about in the Chumash here. To show the Chavivas of Klai Yisrael, the Kayangada used to walk up and down like as if he's a Balabais over here. He's a, he's, a, he's a Ben Bais. He can walk right in because he's the representative of Klai Yisrael. That's a Tanakam Mashita. And Abihu, this is something very interesting. Abihu Well, he had to maneuver to be able to go where he had to go. But there was no halacha that he had to necessarily walk around. He could walk straight up and turn around and go straight down. But I mean, there was a, there was a, it was a big matzah over there. There was marachas, we're going to see. There was fires going on. You couldn't just jump, walk straight up. But there was no halacha that he had to like play around. The vart of walking around is like when a person gets an aliyah. There's halacha when you get an aliyah, you have to walk up on the right and you're supposed to walk down on the left. People don't know that. But there's halacha, you're supposed to walk up on the right and walk down on the left. And the reason is to show that you're not a, you're not a boss over here. You're a, you're, you're a guest. In the brother Shalom's house. So the Kayan did the same thing. He walked like Kilu, you know, he walked around, he walked on the side. Kilu, you're a guest in the brother Shalom's house. But the Kayan Gadol was able to walk up and down. Erez Abalabas. Rabbi Yehuda, I mean, Rabbi Yehuda says the Kayan Gadol, being the representative of Klai Yisrael, always went up and down in the middle. He always had special treatment. Every day the Kaingalda would do Kiddush Naim Reglayim from the Kiyar if he would want to do Avaidah. Today he would use a special gold pitcher to do Kiddush Naim Reglayim again, like the Rebbe's. No, they used to have Rebbe's in those days also. Kaingalda used to use a gold pitcher to be able to do Kiddush Naim Reglayim again to demonstrate the Chavivas of the Kaingalda. Every day, the Kayin Gadol would do Kiddush Naim Reglayim with a golden pitcher. Every day, there were four fires on the Mizbech. We're going to see fascinating. There were four fires that were on the Mizbech every single day. There were five. We'll see what they were. Rabbi Yaisi says, every day there were three, and today there were four. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi 
Shtayim Vehayoyim Shalish. Every day they were three, and today they were every day they were they were two, and today they were three. So everybody agrees that in Yom Kippur they added an extra fire. The question is, how many fires were there? These were all contemporaries. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yisin, Rabbi Yehuda were all Talmidim of Rabbi Kiva. These are all Talmidim, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yisin, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shim, and Yechai. These are all contemporaries. They're all Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva. And they all disagreed how many fires were on the Mizbeach. They lived after the Chumas Mikdash. Rabbi Kiva was around by the Chumas Mikdash. They lived after the Chumas Mikdash. They disagreed, right? This, is something, this should be something that's pretty elementary. Go look at the Mizbeach and see how many Marachas are on the Mizbeach. The says they lived the generation afterwards. Adamela, not everyone remembered every single detail. Amazing thing. But not everyone remembered. That. You also have to remember that not everyone was Zaycha to go up on the Mizbeach. You had to be a Kayan to be able to go on the Mizbeach. So that's another reason why it wasn't so clear. But Agapanim Samachlaikis, how many Marachas were on the how could you tell me that the fellow that was mixing the blood? We said the guy that was mixing the blood used to stand on the fourth row in the Heichel. You're not allowed to be in the Heichel. The Allah is You're not allowed to be in the Heichel when the Kain Gadol is doing Kitairis. No one's allowed to be in the Heichel when the Kain Gadol is there. Only the Kain or the Kain is doing the Kitairis. Only he's allowed to be there. It's a special Pasuk. So the Chaya, how is the person allowed to stand there? Mixing the blood. It doesn't mean he stands in the Heichel. It means he stands on the fourth row coming from the Heichel. The Azara was plated with tiles. So you count four rows of tiles coming from the Heichel. The fourth row is where this individual would stand there and mix the blood until the Kain Gadol was ready to deal with it.